Hello, and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today's conversation is with Linny Carden, also known as Madeline Carden. When she was growing up, she went by Maddie, but always kind of wanted to go by Linny. So she changed her name as she blossomed into an adult, and along with that, God changed her life. We'll let her tell the rest of her story here today. Welcome, Linny Carden. Now, I want to hear, I have never heard someone named Linny before. My middle name is Lynn, so right. we're in the same family here. But tell me a little bit about Linny. Oh, I, so I love Linny. I've always loved that name. And growing up, I went by Maddie, as like most Madelines do. Oh, you're um, Madeline. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and I kind of, I decided when I was 18 that, well, back up. Okay. When I was in uh, elementary school, I decided that when I learned the spelling of my name, I liked the end of it better. Okay. So I always wanted to go by Linny. And I like brought that up to my mom once and she just was like, no, that's your name is Maddie. And I said, okay, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I turned 18, I was having a conversation with um, a friend and she was like, hey, you're a, literally a grown woman. You can go by whatever you want. And I found the name Linny because my grandmother's name is Linda and she goes by Lenny. Oh, wow. And so okay. now we're Linda and Madeline and we both go by Lenny. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So it's kind of like a family name it and is. kind of like a I'm grown and I'm my own person and this is my name. I have a feeling there's more more like growth and maturing to share. Yeah. So I'm excited to dig in here because we've never really gotten to speak or get to know one, oh, each other, no. one another deeply before. So looking forward to this. But Linny, I would love to start at the beginning. Tell me, did you grow up in the Akron area or where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, the village of Mogador, which is this little place like right outside of Akron. And there was like seven, maybe 70 people in my graduating class. We wow. were super small. Um, every, uh, like the town where everyone knows everyone yeah. all the time yeah. and you are always knows what's up and um, it's like cheers but a city right <laughs> exactly <laughs> right exactly okay. so that's just kind of the environment I grew up in where it's like everyone kind of knows what's going on at mm-hmm. all times you're surrounded by familiar faces constantly mm-hmm. was and there it, a lot of family in that community as well for you yeah um, it definitely was in certain spaces like I was on um I was in, in drama, I was in the choir, I was in the band, I did softball, um, and everywhere there was like a little bit of a different dynamic, but it all was very, um, it was comfortable because it was uh, repetitive and it was um, just a familiar envir- mm-hmm. environment, like throughout my safe, upbringing. Yeah, yeah okay. it was, yeah. Okay, so like For one sure. of those places that there's lots of space between driveways and no sidewalks. Like yeah. it was like a lay of the land kind of country space. It actually, so it's not, it's more of like a suburby oh, really? type okay. of place. Yeah. Where you, you know, your neighbors, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, right, mm-hmm. not right on top of each other, but you are pretty close. Okay. So it's like, I could walk to the school nice. and then I could walk to McDonald's and I could walk to this person's house and it's all like very, very close by. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. So you lived there all your upbringing? Yeah, from, uh, well, from when I was two to when I was 16 mm-hmm. was when I lived there. Like, as soon as my little brother was born until um, when my, my parents' divorce got def- got finalized, we moved okay. into a smaller house. We downsized. Okay. And you said brother. Tell me about your siblings, your oh. family of origin. So I love my little brother. My okay. brother, uh, his name is Brayden, and he is, uh, he's 18 so he's two years younger than me, and we grew up um, 
right on top of each other. We grew up very close. Um, obviously, we fought when we were little, but yeah. um, he just he's great. I have a great relationship with him. I'm, I have a great relationship with my mom. Um, I'm still I still live with her. Yeah. Um, she's just the best. Growing up, she worked a lot. Um, and just over the years, she's kind of, uh, been able to not work as much. And mm-hmm. I've been able to spend a lot of time with her throughout my teens and throughout my young adult life. And mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest blessings. I just, I love getting to know my mom as a human. That's pretty special. Yeah. It's, it's just the best. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, so, um, Maddie, as you went by in your yeah. youth, what kind of stuff were you interested in, involved in, and what was, you yeah. know, Maddie as a kid like before yeah. she blossomed in the Linny? When I was super little, I was, um, I was actually really shy growing up. So, um, I really only did things that my parents signed me up for li- when I was really mm-hmm. little. So that was, um, dance and gymnastics and basketball and soccer and anything that they could get me involved in that was team wise I did because they were like oh she's so shy we need Mm -hmm. to get her around some people so the only one that really stuck was softball I played softball for 12 years um, and I loved it and then going into high school I kind of discovered like I like other things more Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the choir um, I was in the band I was in uh, theater and stuff like that and I became really social, um, over those years, still definitely like insecure and like made myself smaller, but I liked to be around people Mm -hmm. was kind of how it was. I didn't really start becoming confident and like able to interact with others in like Mm -hmm. a more in-depth way until I was uh, in adulthood. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of my upbringing was I, I did a lot of things and I kind of kept to myself. I liked Mm -hmm. to be in the space without being in the space without like having a personality within the space. So fascinating. Thank we you. couldn't be more opposite, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is wonderful because yeah. I love meeting people from different perspectives. So being shy sounds like introverted, but willing to be in social settings mm-hmm. and wanting to, to willing to put yourself out there as mm-hmm. well. That's really cool. I Thank love you. that. Thank you. Um, so, you know, when you were going through your youth um, and through school and all that stuff, you know, you mentioned things like, coming into confidence and stuff like that. That can be hard mm-hmm. as a teenager. I heard you say you moved at 16. That mm-hmm. Did you change schools or you at least stayed school-wise? But yeah. I stayed school-wise. Okay. Um, yeah, cause just because it was, it was relatively close. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't find it necessary to... I was also scared because I grew up in a small town, want to stay in a small town, and mm-hmm. it was just... It was relatively close. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of the route that I took was... Just open enrolling and mm-hmm. staying gotcha. at, at so Modular. Keep, keeping something familiar. But, right. But it's hard to have a move like that. And I heard you say also your parents were divorced. Yeah. And I, we do share that, uh, Lenny. My parents were divorced around that mm-hmm. same time in my teenage years as well. So I know that there can be a lot of different ways that that can play out. Right. Uh, do you want to share any parts of that story? Yeah. Um, it was like a, it was a longer endeavor. There was a lot of complications, but, um, you know, in the end, like, I'm really grateful that I went through it. It changed me as a person, um, especially because that is how I came to know Christ was um, I was really struggling in that time just with everything that I was uh, kind of being put through because I, I took on a lot of it um, as, like, the oldest older sibling, uh, o- older sibling, mm-hmm. older si- sister. I took on uh, a big part of it just with uh, being in communication with everyone mm-hmm. in the situation 
Um, and it really, really wore on me. Mm-hmm. And this family that I had known since I was in second grade, um, they kind of, they saw me struggling and they said, hey, we have a place for you. Mm. And it was a, it was a church camp and I didn't know what that meant and mm. I didn't know anything about God. Um, and I just kind of wanted to escape. So I'm not, uh, in love with the fact that I had to go through that. Obviously no one really right. is, but right. I am really grateful that it happened. And because of that, I met Christ and you it's changed see, everything. You can see with that 2020 retrospect, right? right. How God used that for good. Right. He, he was brokenhearted as well, mm-hmm. but he was able to use that for your good and your story. Right. Um, we'll share a little more about that. I want to know what your journey, you know, we learned a little bit about your youth, but like what, how did you see Jesus and mm-hmm. how did he start to enter into your story? Yeah. Um, a big part of it was, um, the fact that up until that point, um, just with, Everything that I did, it was a very, very strong belief of mine that love was something that you earned. It wasn't something that, like, people felt about you just because of who you were. And um, I was very, very broken when I went to this camp. And the it was the first time in my life that I could recall Un, being unable to earn love in people loving me anyways. Mm, okay. How old were you at that point? Uh, 16. Okay. Yeah, this was 2019, um, right before the pandemic, and I went to Lakeside, the camp, and um, I remember it was the second day of camp, and this counselor, I had shared what was kind of going on with him, and he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, hey, I love you you're going to get through this. God has you. And I just, I didn't even understand what those words meant Mm. of just like I was taken care of and I was going to be okay. Mm. And that's because I am loved. And I didn't understand how to like reconcile that. And I, throughout the week, I was just, it was honestly a lot of confusion because I didn't understand what was happening around me. Everyone was so joyful. Everyone was so loving. Mm. And it seemed like people were unable to earn it. Like these people didn't know me yet. They loved me. Mm-hmm. It was super weird for me. And it wasn't like I wasn't loved at home, mm-hmm. but that was something that in my head I had built up. Like when I play softball and I do well, people interact with me more. Mm-hmm. My father interacts with me more. You know, my family kind of rallies around that. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I earn mm-hmm. when I, um, you know, you put on a concert for a band or choir, mm-hmm. or a production for drama, your family comes mm-hmm. and they tell you, you did well. And, and that's those how. Those are good and beautiful absolutely. things as well. But, absolutely. But maybe not mm-hmm. if that's, you know, yeah. the, the identity, whereas the forever and always, no matter what love right. that we see from Jesus right. and through Jesus's people was something new mm-hmm. and something deeper and, yeah. and different. So keep telling us about that week. What was that like? Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> These the It was super loud and super positive and super um, reflective and deep. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of intimacy that I was unprepared for. Okay. I didn't understand how people could just be vulnerable oh, okay. and just talk about what was going on in their lives and um, fi- find refuge in God because I didn't know who God was. Even after like hearing like, God loves you. It, I don't know mm-hmm. who that is still. Had you been to a church before this camp? No. There was no, nothing. There, there was, was nothing. Um, yeah. God was not really talked about in my house growing up okay. at all. We didn't pray. Um, 
I know now that my mom believes, but mm-hmm. she, uh, growing up, it was not something we ever talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest thing that I could have gotten was like at Christmas, my grandpa prays over our meal. Mm. So I had no clue what was going on. I had never heard the name Jesus. It was wow. one of those. Um, and it took me to like almost the last day to sit down with um, actually the mom of the family who invited me. Mm-hmm. And I said, what does any of this mean? Wow. Like I hear over and over, God loves me. And it was the first time that she was like, there's a God, uh, a, a, a relational being that created the universe and he loves you and he wants you here and he wants a relationship with you. Wow. And he sent his son, Jesus, down here to die for our sins that you can do that. And that was the first time that I heard the gospel. And I was like, okay, sign me up. I want that. And so he prayed, and I accepted Christ right there. Um, And then I looked up at her right after, and I go, what now? What do I do now? What's going on? Do I go home and find a church? What's going on? Um, And she was like, well, yeah, I guess you go find a church. um, So let's do that. Um, and that's just kind of my story of how I, I came to know Jesus, and it was, it was um, still super confusing. I still really didn't get it, get it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, whatever they have, I want. Mm-hmm. So sign me up. Okay, so a sixteen-year-old kid moving, parents separating, camp. How do you like? What is next? Did did you find a church? Did you go home and start journaling and reading the Bible for yourself? Was it a slow process, or did you jump all into something, a youth group or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So I got home and I went to probably two different church be- churches before I found what like became my church home, mm-hmm. um, and um, that was a church called Cornerstone. It's in Akron, and I loved it. And it was great. And I went to youth group. I came home and I found, uh, I met a boy mm-hmm. and we uh, entered a relationship and I went to youth group with him. Mm-hmm. But um, something that I like noticed was um, looking back is that my faith wasn't in Jesus. It was in the mm-hmm. people that surrounded Jesus. Okay. Right. And that was a very, very um, unstable ground, obviously. Um, but in those times of... Um, really struggling with my family and struggling with uh, this relationship that I had as, as a teenager, I didn't have a stable foundation because I didn't know Jesus, and I just knew the people around him, and then I collected information about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something where I didn't really pray very much as a way mm-hmm. to have a relationship with him. I prayed as a way to get more information on him and just fill him in on what's going in. It wasn't a listening. It was a telling. Mm. Um, and that was how it was for, um, a very long time actually. Um, until probably December of, uh, 2022, that was my relationship was, um, kind of taking it all in, but not, talking not from him and not to him Mm -hmm. it was from everyone else my faith was based on people and not on him and I didn't know the difference okay so that's a lot of pressure on the people around you exactly and that is a lot of um like risk of one little thing Mm -hmm. I saw somebody recently do this they had like um, a bunch of logs and they were making a fire and they put all the logs in and if your base log if you're making a fire is 
friendship, is mm-hmm. school, is softball, and you pull that one out, everything tumbles. Yeah. But if it's Jesus, you can pull anything out, and mm-hmm. he's still there. So it sounds like maybe the logs were out of alignment, right. out of priority. So how did that change in December of 2022? Yeah, so I found Grace through girls group. I saw an Instagram post, and I said, I was going through a breakup at the time, and I said, I need literally anything because mm-hmm. me and um, this boy, we had shared friends. So I felt like I couldn't ask them to choose. Mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't really lean on them because of that whole thing. So I said, I need something new. I need something different. I need to step out of my comfort zone and I have to find something new. And at the time, I know now that I was just looking for another log. I was just mm-hmm. looking for something that wasn't put him. At the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. and, um, what I found was Jesus. Um, I went and at the time it was just like a movie night. Uh, it was a girls group movie night for collective. Mm. And, um, that's where I met a lot of the, uh, young women leaders from collective and they invited me back. And that's when I started kind of coming regularly Mm -hmm. to collective. And it was just over the weeks of people really hammering into me. Like, it's not me, it's him. It's not me, it's him. Mm-hmm. And through the sermons, I just it kind of clicked that I wasn't living a life in relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was living a life just thinking about him, mm-hmm. like the idea of him, mm-hmm. instead of acknowledging that he's actually there and he's actually, like the spirit is in me mm-hmm. and I need to tap into it. It yeah. was kind of what it was. Right, that two-way relationship, yeah. two-way communication and the bottom log, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. deepest, the deepest reliance, not mm-hmm. on other people. Um, I, I want to focus on this Instagram girls group because <laughs> I think God can use anything. Right? If God can <laughs> use an Instagram girls group to for collective, so you're saying you're going to Cornerstone Church? Maybe are you still going there? Even though I there's am. The breakup? Yeah. Okay, you were at this point. Um, and you saw something on Instagram that led you to come to Collective and mm-hmm. know Jesus more deeply. Yeah. Thank God for that. Right? <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah. you were even brave enough and bold enough to just go because you maybe yeah. didn't. Did you know anybody? No, I didn't. Wow. I just kind of, I was kind of grasping at straws. At that point, um, I was so low that I was staying at a friend's house mm-hmm. and like I couldn't quite take care of myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great situation. I wasn't in a great mental space. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually had a friend to say, like, hey, I don't know quite what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the friend that I was staying at's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Jesus. You have mm-hmm. all the resources you need. All the people in your life are in your corner. You need to start moving. Like, no one else is coming to save you. Mm-hmm. You have to start going. And then maybe two days later, I see this Instagram post, and I'm like, hey, you like that movie? Go. You have mm-hmm. to go. No one else is going to make you Mm -hmm. like you're a grown woman. Um, So Mm -hmm. that was, yeah. This is Linny. This is Linny getting out there. This is Linny getting out there, right? (laughs) Let's go. Okay. So so you go out, step out, a brave new world. You go to this event, and it sounds like you were welcomed back by the the other girls that were there, which is another like way that God can use people. We don't necessarily want to lean too far into mm-hmm. that, but thank God for that hospitality and that right. welcomeness, which right. I'm guessing drives you in things that you do yeah. for others now. But um, so then how did things start to change starting in 2023? Oh, I started um, serving a lot more because I started to understand that like it was for him. When I thought about serving before, it was 
I get to make friends and I get to be around these people. It wasn't even necessarily to serve those people. It was just I wanted to be around people. So I think that um, I know that in December I kind of had a breakdown of just I know and I remember crying out to God I and like mm-hmm. acknowledging like, hey, I know I'm so sorry that I don't actually know you. Mm. Like I've been claiming your name and wearing it like mm-hmm. a prize and I, I don't know you and I'm so sorry. And um, I remember just feeling a lot of peace of just like he was waiting for that. Mm. He was waiting for me to acknowledge him mm-hmm. and not the people around him. Mm. Um, and I just, I remember feeling a lot of peace and striving off of that. I was like, okay, well now I'm, I have him. Mm-hmm. Now I'm full. I have to, I have to go. I have to do things now. So I remember, um, starting to serve a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, uh, started working on the communications team, which is actually inspired by the Instagram post. I started okay. working on the communications oh, team wow. at Cornerstone. Okay. Um, and, uh, I was, a uh, the interim communications director for a while and that was really, really great. Um, I started being very, uh, intimate and intentional with my, um, friends. I joined a lot more groups at church. I just, I, it sounds contradictory because I am seeing more people, but it is from a place of jumping off of the security that it offers, Mm -hmm. like Jesus offers, Mm -hmm. um, of just, I'm not, I'm no longer performing. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer doing this of my strength. I am, my goal is to lean on the people who have these large faiths so that I can learn who he is so that I can then interact with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I went about it. I don't think that that's, that was always the wisest thing instead of like going straight to the word mm-hmm. and like praying. But um, when I didn't know where to go, I was able to say, hey, I don't necessarily know how to pray about this. Would you pray with me? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't understand at the time that he was relational and he... I didn't, I didn't have to be correct to mm-hmm. talk to him all the time. That he is, like, the literal creator of the universe, he can take it. Mm-hmm. If I'm angry, he can take it. If I'm sad and I'm doubting him, he can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, it was really important to me to have the community that was going to propel my relationship with him mm-hmm. and not just me as a person. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was now us and no longer a me mm-hmm. thing. I have a friend who has a phone number set up in her phone so she can text message Jesus. Wow. And what she does is she makes it the our goal to keep that number in her top five most recent sends. So if you're reaching for your phone to text that friend, ask somebody for their opinion or advice, let's just text Jesus. Yeah. And then you have this whole thread of your prayers, your cries, your joys, mm-hmm. and you can text Jesus. So there you go. Maybe that add, that, so cool. add that to your list yeah. because you do. Like, There's such goodness in people. Mm-hmm. His hands and feet, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the body. It's the church. It's him here with us through other believers. But also we have this direct access to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's a way that we can use the things we're used to to yeah. keep talking to them. Anyways, fun fact. Um, so, yeah, so continue on. Like you were going to Cornerstone still and doing all that. How did you start are you going to Graceful Time I am, now? I am okay. now. So that's actually quite recent. Is me just being a full time Grace uh, attendant. Um, I continue. I went to Cornerstone and Grace like mm-hmm. dual time um, 
where I would go to Grace's Saturday night and I would go to Cornerstone Sunday morning. And Thursday Collective, And Thursday right? Collective, okay. always, mm-hmm. always. Um, I started joining small groups for Collective, which is something that I'm still super involved in. And I am so grateful for those small groups because those are those are the spaces where you can, like, get intimate and, mm-hmm. like, you can talk about how God is moving and you can really see him move in other people, mm-hmm. which is just the coolest thing that he gets, that we get to uh, further his mission. Like, we get to help him. It's just the, the greatest blessing is to know that, like, God chose me to help further his mission mm-hmm. of saving saving his people. Like, he mm-hmm. wants his kids. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's any pieces of your story, like like a story you want to tell? I started coming to Grace because I started working at Grace. So my I really love Collective. My heart's for Collective. Yes, I love Grace as the church, but my I am so invested in the ministry at Collective. I think that it moves in such big ways. I think that it is doing... I love uh, Jeff's whole concept. He he was with the collective leaders recently, mm-hmm. and he did um, he just kind of verbalized what the mission of Grace is, and I loved that it was multiplication over div- over um, addition, mm-hmm. and I really think that collective does that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our whole thing is empowering people who know Jesus to be confident in the fact that they know Jesus and to meet others where they are and bring them closer to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, just as God does with us, like to meet people where they are and just, yeah, yeah. I just, I, my heart is for collective. I love collective. So I heard you say, just coming on staff. So you work yeah. with collective now. I do. Yes. Okay. What does that look like for you? Oh, it's so cool. So I run all of like the logistics stuff for Josiah. Mm-hmm. My job, like my, my main mission of my job is to free him up to do as much ministry, as much prep as he needs and as possible. And Josiah is the pastor of Collective. Yes, yes, yes And that yes. is Jeff's son. Correct. Which yes. is amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. So I get to, like a little uh, insider knowledge about yeah. the ministry all the time, which isn't weird because I'm literally working for it, but it's weird as someone who was attending it for over a year yeah. to just kind of get an insight of like, oh, this is what goes on That's in a meeting. That's why they do it yeah, this way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you hear like the so, heart behind it all. Yeah. I love that. And I actually, I got to talk with one of the ladies uh, at the church and she just kind of, I've never heard of my, um, my skills as a gifting before, because okay. it's not something that's traditional, like in my head, traditionally something that's like a gift. I'm very organized. I'm very thorough. I'm very detail oriented. Mm. Um, <laughs> another way we're opposites. Right. We would compliment each other beautifully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, uh, something that Josiah needed. Mm. And I had been praying for a job like this mm. because I had learned that I love working in ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where God was leading me. Um, at my other church when I got the just randomly off-the-cuff uh, opportunity, something fell through and they were like, oh, I guess it goes to Linny, mm-hmm. um, job of being communications director. Mm-hmm. And it was great and I loved it. And it kind of set me searching for where else I could be used. Mm-hmm. And um, Sydney Russell kind of recommended that I applied for uh, this position, Josiah's admin. And wow. it was, they worked their butts off to get me in as quickly as possible because uh-huh. the retreat, the fall retreat for Collective was coming. They needed your skills. Yes, yes. <laughs> they just needed as many hands as they could, honestly. And from what was, I heard, yes, it was a yes. smashing success. It was great. That was great. That's awesome. I love that you get to work where you worship yes. and help yeah. all of that come together for others mm-hmm. who can come behind you 
and experience what yeah. you experienced, right? Yeah, Josiah and I were just recently in a meeting where he kind of like verbalized it perfectly where it was, um, no one is ever going to stand up and say, um, I was led to Christ through Lenny's admin work. Mm. But at the same hand, I'll, like um, the space can't operate unless someone organizes it mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So people like me and uh, everyone else who lends a hand to make that happen is doing God's work. And mm-hmm. that is that was very important for me to hear. And just all of the encouragement from Grace has been like confirmation of, yes, this is where God has led you. This mm-hmm. is where you're supposed to be. You are using your gifts correctly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's just been great. I love May working for it. here. Mayport, you're like, you work in administry. Yeah, I like it. Um, Well, and knowing your heart for doing the things that helped lead you here, you mentioned your love of your brother. Mm. You mentioned earlier your mom having faith. I'm just curious, has that poured out into your family too? Yeah. So um, it's actually um, my family. We didn't grow up going to church. We didn't grow up talking about God at all. It just kind of was not something that was in the house at all to to the point where we only really talked about it when my grandfather prayed over the meal at Christmas was kind of the environment. We didn't really, I didn't know who Jesus was and I didn't really search for that because it just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, And so I came home from camp and I just, I, I didn't know what to do. So I found a church and I started going and then I, sat my mom and my brother down and I was just kind of like, Hey, this is what I believe now. Mm. This is who I am now. Mm. I don't quite know what it means. Mm -hmm. And from that, uh, stem the conversation of understanding that my mom was also a believer. Mm. She grew up in that, in the, in the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was something where we started going to church together because I couldn't drive at the time. Okay. And, um, through that, I got to see her kind of put down roots, which was really cool. Um, and obviously faith is always a process, but Mm -hmm. being able to see her grow even now Mm -hmm. has been really cool. Mm -hmm. And my brother, um, it took two years because of COVID. Mm. I'm just going to say it was because of COVID. Yeah. Um, not because of a couple things, knocked a couple things off the filter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the year after COVID, that camp that I went to, that I Mm -hmm. was saved at started back up and I really, really wanted him to come. So I, I asked him to come and, you know, through a few weeks of saying, please, 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 please. He said yes. And he came in the entire week. I don't think I've ever prayed for something as hard as I prayed for this. And I I was like, listen, listen, I don't know, whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do, whatever I have to Mm. do to get this boy, I just want him in your hands. Mm. I want him to understand who you are and that he's loved Mm -hmm. because he had, he went through the same experiences that I did. Mm -hmm. And I understood kind of where his head is at Mm-hmm. because he's my brother and we grew up so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, he needs this. He needs this. He needs God. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else is going to do. And um, uh, he was saved that week at camp. Wow. So we were both saved at this camp. So Praise God. Yeah. Huge props to God. Um, amazing. But I'm so grateful. And then actually um, when we came home, almost a full year later, we got baptized together, which was really great. Wow. One of of the biggest blessings because I didn't think of baptism as like something that I needed to do so fast. Um, It wasn't like a, I have to do this to be saved kind of thing. So I just kind of put it off. It wasn't like I was avoiding it, but it was just kind of like, I have other things to do. 
Um, and then when it, the opportunity came up and I pointed to my brother and I said, you weren't baptized. And he looked at me and he goes, mm, neither were you. <laughs> so we got to do it together, which was really nice. What a like forever bond, yes. like eternal. Yes. That's the kind that's oh, just going to literally last There's forever. There's this picture that exists um, in a video, of course, because the, the service was streamed, but um, of his, he, him going right before me and uh, this testimony being read and him as our pastor was reading it, he just looks at me and he reaches back and grabs my hand mm-hmm. just as the pastor is finishing to read his testimony. Just, and it was one of, I, I cried. I, yeah. I lost it. Um, was and your mom there watching she it? She was. I talk about crying. Oh, I, yes. As a mother, I'm thinking, oh, oh if my yeah. children did that. Mm-hmm. And Carol's a crier too. Oh, so goodness. I bet she was a mess. Oh, um, wow. What a sweet testimony though mm-hmm. for your mom and for your brother mm-hmm. to just see that growth. And like you mentioned, your mom, seeing your mom grow roots and mm-hmm. her watching you blossom too, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just a gift to her heart. And, yeah. And that testimony. Wow. Okay. So what is next for you? You just started here as a full-time employee for, or not full-time maybe, but um, working with Collective. And what are your dreams? What are your hopes for the future? I, so I have learned to stop having um, my own dreams, like not my own dreams, but my own goals, my own direction, because I have, I would have never, ever, ever seen myself working Mm -hmm. in ministry. Um, I started going to Akron and when I started at uh, Akron, when I graduated, I was a pre-law major and then I was a political science major and then I was a, uh, not an engineering, uh, English major. And then Mm -hmm. I was a psych major and I was a marketing major. Wow. She just didn't know where she was going. And that was because I wasn't leaning on God. Mm-hmm. at all. I was just kind of like, well, I'm going to muscle my way through my faith mm-hmm. instead of listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being at life group one time and my life group leader, uh, brought up the, um, the passage about God being a lighter to your feet. And the thing about the lighter to your feet is you can only see so far. Mm-hmm. You have to trust like where he's leading you and take a step so that you can see what's next. Yes. Um, and that was crazy for me to hear. And that's kind of when I was like, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I'm not letting him lead me at all. Mm. Maybe I'm just kind of doing what I want right. or what I think I want. Um, and so <laughs> at the um, beginning of last semester, I just, I sat my mom down and I said, Hey, I don't think that I want to go back this semester. Mm. I think that I want to look into, what else I could be doing mm-hmm. because I had spent the summer being the communications director at my other church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that. And I really liked working and I really liked, uh, it being so that other people could know God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved it. Um, so I just told her that I wasn't going to go back right now. And, um, that's when I submitted my, um, resume to grace and that's when I got the job mm-hmm. and it just kind of snowballed from there. And from, now on, I'm kind of vowing to do my best to listen, mm-hmm. do my best to not muscle my way through this life mm-hmm. when God has already marked out my path and is just wanting me to follow him and listen to him. Mm-hmm. So, and his voice is still and small mm-hmm. and quiet. Yeah. And the more restful we are, the mm-hmm. better we can hear it versus the the hustle, the hurry, or the muscle, like you right, mentioned, right. or the other people even, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's is so much wisdom in having that wisdom team mm-hmm. of people that you can trust and rely on for right. discernment, and they're rooted in Christ, mm-hmm. and you're rooted in Christ, and all that comes together mm-hmm. to give us 
his design and yeah. that's how he speaks, yeah. right? And in the prayer and our prayer life and and through his word. Yeah. So that's beautiful. So Lenny, if you were able to share with our audience here just some a summary or like a final lesson, what would you like to share or leave with our, our mm. audience today? I think that it's really great that God lets us have each other. I think that it's wonderful that every single one of us is unique. Um, but at the same time, we are all changing. We are all fickle in some way. And we have a God who loves us and wants us and is completely steadfast. It mm. has always been steadfast and will always be steadfast. And he is always there. And I just want to urge everyone to lean into that and have that be the number one uh, priority of your life is just to know the king who will never fail. Absolutely. And then build everything else on top of it. Absolutely. That firm foundation. Mm -hmm. Sung that once or twice, I bet you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Lindy, thanks so much for sharing your story. And I do want to also share with our audience that if you're interested in collective, oh, so reach come. out to Lindy. Yes, Please absolutely. visit. Talk, just give a little commercial, a little plug yes. for what that ministry looks like, when, where, oh, why, how. Be collective. the Instagram post. Yes. Tell us what to do. Right. Collective, Thursday night, uh, gent, be there or be square. Um, we have worship. We have a nice sermon. We have a coffee bar. Mm. We have volleyball. We have basketball. Mm-hmm. We have literally everything. We have the kindest, most loving people that you can find who are so cool, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm just very, it's a very unique space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very grateful to be a part of it. And I invite everyone, 18 to 28-ish, 28 to be there. Ish. I love the ish. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Yes. Wonderful. Well, if you're feeling led to go to that, please go look for Lenny and she will certainly make you feel warm and welcome. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Today. Thank you.